everyone joins here. So there was a time, I, I was just thinking about a time when I was in school and uh, there was a, and, uh, and we needed to buy a, a record player at that time, you know, because we needed to practice for our dances and, and we just like, okay, who can bring tomorrow and who can bring the next day? So we thought, okay, why don't we just raise money and, and buy a school for the school, a, a big, huge system. I mean, at that time it was huge. So we sold newspapers and, and all that and we just like, okay, and we bought this nice, beautiful set and we didn't have to go begging. And the worst part was that, you know, it was so funny, it really cracked me up, it cracks me up now. So every time whenever we wanted to use the this system, this player, we'd had to go and ask the, the this the headmistress, the nun. And every time she'd make such a big fuss and she'd be like, okay, when do you want to use it? Why do you want to use it? How do you so many questions? So I was standing I was standing with my friends and I'm like, my gosh, seriously, this can't be happening. So I from the back, I just said, "But sister, we we paid for it. So why are why are you asking us so many questions?" And and then I was so shocked. She's like, "Joyce, how could you say something like this? It's so rude." And my friends also looked, and and I was like, thinking, uh, "Yeah, if today one of my students had asked me that, I would have thought it to be a valid question." Yeah, but those days were different. Yeah, those good old days. Yeah, when um, so when when people tell us something, right? We tend to, we tend to at once. No, I'm not listening. I don't like it because it's about me, and my, and something that I'm doing. It's wrong. So I'm not. I'm not open to this. Just I think it was just last week. Um, one of a very close friend of mine and he and I had this big, big, huge fallout. And uh, yeah, he told me a few things not very kindly, and I was like, oh, very resistant to what he was saying. And it's not just once, twice, and third time and once, twice in front of the group, and I was like thinking to myself, no, I'm, I'm just not listening. I'm just not listening to this individual because he has gone over and above his boundaries. Um, and then what happened was I, I stepped back after two days, I stepped back out of the situation and I thought to myself, okay, what was he trying to say? And it made, it made sense. It made, it made a lot of sense, so I did not tell him, ah, that's wicked of me, but yeah, I will soon. Um, it, it, uh, there, was, there was truth in what he had said, uh, although it came out unkindly, but the truth of the matter is that there is truth. So um, my point is that how open are we, you and I, to correction? And another important discussion that would flow along with this is how how much am I open for people to ask people? Hey, can you tell me? Do you see? Um, uh, like I was having a good conversation with Robert last night, and I was asking him about this podcast, and he was giving me a few tips and ideas, and asking, yeah, good, good, good thing. I need to to take that into practice. So sometimes I I listen, sometimes I don't, but it's just this this horrible part of me. Um, But in line with that, right, Um, in line with that, how open also are we? Because sometimes we can just listen to a lot of uh, people telling us, okay, do this, do that, and all that. We can become so baby-like. But are we mature enough to also speak the truth? Speak the honest truth in love. So uh, uh, do we do that or do we just pass it off and say, yeah, that's none of my business. I mean, that's that person's life. If you care enough 
And if you are following, if you look at Jesus, right, he, he did not mince, as I said before, many times before, Jesus did not mince his words because he had to speak truth. He had to speak the truth. And in today's um, uh, reading in, in Ephesians, we have, yeah, and we have to speak the truth. But we have to be very, very, very careful. Now, Ephesians um, chapter 3 was from 2 to 12. It talks about um, how we are, we are we are set apart, but we we are we are always called into this unity of this family, and and very much so because he says that we we are in union with the church. So he says in uh, it's from two to twelve of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the work of His. So this us made a minister. He was made a minister. He did not make himself a minister because now we have so many self-proclaimed ministers who are out there and saying, okay, now do this, do that, and all that. But no, he was made, there was an appointment. And then he moves on to say that, uh, and to make all men see what is the plan, Mr. Hearing, for the ages in God who created all things, that through the church, the manifold, manifold wisdom of God might be made known through the church. So no individual stands on his own. I repeat, no individual stands on his own. It's always just like St. Paul. He was made a minister. He was appointed by the church. He was commissioned by the church. And through the church comes these truths. And then very quickly moving on to the book of Luke. In Luke 12, 39, Jesus talks about, he brings about this analogy, right? This uh, Peter's, and, and there are three main characters here, Peter, Jesus, and the minister. So Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us? Because Jesus talks about this parable where uh, this master comes and finds that um, the householder, had, he was not awake and the thief had come and broken into the house. So then Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for, for us? for all and the lord said who then is a faithful and wise steward whom the master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at the proper time it's very strange you know very strange i mean jesus is really strange why would the master appoint someone who has who is in charge of his servants and he says the master of course he'll say make sure that they do their work but he says one thing very, very, very peculiar. He says, make sure that you give the food to them at the proper time. That's that's really, really strange. I, If I were the master and I put someone in charge of my household, I would not say, okay, make sure that my servants uh, uh, forgive the... Okay, but yeah, make sure that, that, that everyone, the laborers, have their food. I'd say, make sure that they... Because I'm away, make sure that they do their work. But he says, make sure that you give the food at the proper time. So the food here is big, huge metaphorical meaning. That the food could it be a communal meal? It's a Eucharist, word of God. It is the Scripture. Feed them. Feed my people. To the ministers of the church, He is speaking to you. Feed my people. You know, very sadly, I'm, I'm just so sad that in all this time of the MCO, there are only two letters which I got from my church, and both these letters were to receive money, because the church was there was nothing else. And I was really saddened by this. So Jesus speaks to the ministers, but then that does not mean that, that hang on a minute, huh? that does not mean that I will leave the church because my my problem would be the would be would be with ministers of church who do not do their jobs. Who do not do their jobs, not with the church, not with Christ's church. I have no problem with my church. 
But then Jesus says, he, so the punishment is for the unfaithful, negligent church officials. It's very stark here. And that's what my, my Catholic commentary says here. The church officials who do not do their job, who do not do their job in feeding the faithful with, with, with meaty scripture study. Because that's when everyone goes haywire. I'm going to look because I need something. During this time, I'm seated at home. I need something to fill myself. So what happens? Everyone just comes from various quarters, a lot of wolves outside, who are just waiting to just lure people away. That's because the ministers of the church are not doing their job. So today, let's just, let's just really, really pray for our ministers. Pray for our priests. Pray for all those in authority, that they will do their jobs, that they will nourish the people with proper food from God. So Lord, we just lift up and Mama, we just cry out to you to just to just yeah, just just bring a hunger in all your church ministers to feed the people with the right food at the right time. And all the time. Amen.